the next day, I asked, what do you think it is? He tells me it's probably, it could be, um, uh, what is it, leukemia. Um, and so I start busting out in tears. I remember that day. They start giving me blood transfusions immediately as well. Uh, and so I'm just in shock. This is on a Saturday. I'm bawling my eyes out, unaware of what truly is going on. Hi, I'm John Yeager, and this is Bloodworks 101, the podcast brought to you by your friends at Bloodworks Northwest, your primary supplier for blood and blood products here in the Pacific Northwest. The podcast, as you probably know by now, is designed to hopefully educate or inspire you to donate either time, money, or blood. All right, this is one of those episodes that explores the concept of what do you do when the world as you know it seems to fall apart? And the deck seems to be stacked against you. That's how it felt for Seattle's Mac Bell. Mac is a 30-year-old African-American living here in the Seattle area with cerebral palsy. February is Black History Month, a time set aside to recognize and honor the achievements of African-Americans in society. Now, there are celebrated causes, celebrated stories of prominent blacks who've made huge contributions. But sometimes a simple story of how I made it, of survival when the deck is stacked against you, can be a contribution in its own right. That's Mac Bell's story. I got a chance to talk to Mac recently via Zoom. How's he feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. It hasn't always been that way. At 18, he found his own place in SeaTac, started working at the local YMCA, and started encouraging people to live healthy lifestyles. And also growing up with cerebral palsy, which impacts my balance, uh, muscle strength within my legs um, was always a challenge. But I never let that get in my way of my success and being a healthy person, being active and exercising. Mac grew up with a single mom, big family. Three sisters, four brothers. But a family living, he says, in poverty. They moved around a lot. Life was a struggle. But we always had love for one another. Um, but yeah, so going back to uh, my adulthood though, so yeah, I, got, I moved out of my mother's house because my mom was sick and ill. Her health was declining, um, and due to that, I knew that I had to get out on my own. Started working for the Y, um, encouraging people to live healthy lives, serving the community, um, not knowing at age 26, January 2nd of 2016, that I would come down with a disease called aplastic anemia. Mac brought me back to the day in 2016 when his world changed when he first heard those words, before they carried the weight of meaning that would knock him off his feet. He'd just found that little place of his own. In fact, it was his birthday. And I'm having these symptoms that are unidentified by myself and others. I'm spitting out blood. Um, I have what's called petechiae forming on my body. It looks like bruising. And I'm wondering, where is this bruising coming from? Where is this, why am I spitting out blood? I end up asking a nurse that I know uh, from work, um, asking her, hey, do you know what this might be? The nurse tells him, get to a hospital now. That was on a Tuesday. Um, And I just kind of waited out, you know, and just hopefully it goes away. But by Friday that week, it didn't. He felt worse. 
He takes a taxi to the emergency room of a local hospital because he doesn't have a car. I take public transportation in my wheelchair. I went to the emergency room because I noticed I was fatigued and, I, and the bruising continued to spread all over my body. I get into the ER, they take my blood and the doctor, and he was the oncologist doctor there at Highline. And he had told me that I potentially might have leukemia. Um, and then my blood counts were really low. And that as soon as, once he told me that, he said, I'm gonna be back and we need to do a bone marrow biopsy. And that's where you sit on your side and they take a piece of your lower back, a bone marrow from your lower back. It's probably one of the most painful experiences you could experience in your life uh, to have someone saw off a piece of your bone. And so he did so. I'm here in this hospital room by myself. Uh, this is on a Friday. He takes the bone marrow. I have to wait until I get the results back. The next day, I asked, what do you think it is? He tells me it's probably, it could be leukemia. Um, and so I started busting out in tears. I remember that day. They started giving me blood transfusions immediately as well. Uh, and so I'm just in shock. This is on a Saturday. I'm bawling my eyes out, unaware of what truly is going on. Sunday morning, Mac gets the word. It's not leukemia, but... I find out I have what's called aplastic anemia, where your bone marrow essentially dies and stops producing uh, bone marrow or, or blood cells. And those blood cells are red cells that feed your organs along with your muscles and give them oxygen and uh, travel around your body. Then you also, I didn't have platelets and platelets are another form of blood cell that help with clotting. So when you have cuts um, and internal bleeding, it will fix those problems. If you ever have a cut, when you have those scabs, that is your, those are your platelets going to work to mend the body from uh, bleeding. How bad was this prognosis? Bad. When platelet levels get as low as they got with Mac Bell, he could have died simply after a bad fall. Which I'm also, you know, disabled. So I am an unstable person. I don't have the greatest balance. So even if I was to fall, it could create internal bleeding and I could bleed out, essentially. Now remember, Mac Bell was just 18 years old. And now, as if it couldn't get any worse, it gets worse. Mac Bell finds out he's now very susceptible to viruses. Whenever you encounter a virus, you... Um, you, uh, you get what's called the neutropenic fever, where your body doesn't have white cell, enough white cells to fight off that virus. This was a very dark time for Mac Bell, but then he started reaching out to friends on social media. I posted something on Facebook, and my uh, high school principal saw that, and we were friends on Facebook. And he, was, he found out about my situation, and he immediately reached out to me within the week um, and he invited me to come live with him. He's like, I just retired and I want to help you through this journey. And I live in in, uh, <clears throat> in Columbia City, which is close to the uh, Fred Hutch um, Seattle Cancer Care Alliance Center, where you're going to be treated. And he's like, I, you can come live with me and I will help you. Mac Bell considers that former high school principal an angel 
who was sent there at Mac's darkest hour. But that darkest hour came with a strict quarantine. Mac Bell was so vulnerable to any virus, any infection, that he had to practice something we've all gotten used to, extreme social distancing for more than a year. Once I was diagnosed, they told me that I had to limit my uh, my exposure to the public and I would have to live in quarantine. But I had to find ways to entertain myself and have faith <laughs> that I would make it through the challenge. Um, but yeah, it was really difficult. Um, but with what's going on right now, I already created those habits where it didn't really affect me so much. Because I, le- I lived in that in the, in the state of quarantine for about a year and a half. Max says that with that journey came weekly blood transfusions, red blood cells, and platelets twice a week for all that time. And it was just to give me another week of life. How did you make it? Uh, I made it through, the, through all the heroes that donated their blood to me. Because yeah. without their blood, I would have never, never made it. I would have never had the opportunity to make it to treatment. They were able to offer me an experimental treatment where you would be able to find a half match um, using my sibling, my b- little brother, my only full-blooded sibling. And usually whenever you need to do a bone marrow transplant, they will first um, see if your siblings are a close match. And usually you'll find one out of four siblings would be a full match. Um, but luckily, I was blessed with Seattle Cancer Care Alliance and their willingness um, to give me the opportunity with the experimental treatment. And so far, it has been a real success. What's your prognosis today? Um, so I am officially no longer A plus anemia. I am on some um, like immune suppressant drugs but I'm slowly tapering off of it. I'm just, they're just, we're just going through a real slow process of slowly getting off of the medication. So you are African-American and this is Black History Month. Uh, so I'm just, uh, as, I'm, just as, I'm just assuming that you have a message about diversity in the blood supply. It's, it's not just words yeah. to you. No, I know that Black Amer- African-Americans have 23% chance of finding a match and during that process, they would need to get their uh, weekly blood transfusions or while they're going through chemotherapy, they would need their um, blood transfusions. Uh, you also have other groups um, that have a greater greater chance. Their numbers are a lot higher than the 23%. And all it really has to do with is those who are registered donors. So donors for bone marrow, donor, donors for stem cells, and they use these these treatments to essentially um, fight off cancer. So what's your message today? I would say to you folks, you know, you can be a hero by your actions and it's giving someone another day, another week, another chance to fight by donating your blood and bone marrow and stem cells to give people life because cancer doesn't discriminate against anybody. Gender, age, backgrounds, it really doesn't. You can extend the life of a child, you can extend the life of a teenage person, an elderly, 
so on and so forth. It really doesn't matter because it, it comes in all forms and all you, and by you donating blood, it really gives somebody a fighting chance. Somebody like you. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for those A positive donors that gave me their blood so that I could eventually make it through all of the treatments and all of the struggle. Because going through those kinds of battles, health challenges, is a really lonely time period because you have to go through that battle essentially alone. When you are li when you're sleeping in that hospital bed, hoping that you'll wake up and make it for the next day, you know, having your freedom taken from you and just your life threatened, you know, um, it, life is the most important thing we have. Your health is your, the greatest wealth that we have. If you don't have your your health, you don't have much. And there's so many people out there that are fighting to live and wanting another day. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for others. What did Mac Bell say right there? He wouldn't be around if it wasn't for others. Maybe people like you, heroes. You know, it really doesn't take much time to be a hero who saves lives, an hour. All you need to do is go to our website, bloodworksnw.org, book an appointment, make your donation, and be a hero. Imagine how good that would feel. Well, that's just about it for Bloodworks 101. I'm John Yeager. See you next time.